the doctors have this saying that they say that once you expose the brain, you're never the same. But people have a saying, you expose your heart and you'll be hurt. Yeah. And so the only way, because when you have brain surgery and the brain's exposed, you are never the same mm -hmm. because it changes things. Yeah, yeah. So you have to go through rehabilitation. You have to learn how to walk again. You have yeah. to learn how to talk again. Right. You have to have direction in these areas. If I didn't have someone walking with me, I would have not, like, I really would not have made it. I know for a fact, mm -hmm. I would not have made it. I would have either gone to depression or completely like walked away from my faith what's up everybody welcome to this is real with not juan martinez but it is his show my name is stephanie martinez rave and we are uh helping him out this week pastor juan is out on ministry and so we are going to be hosting this week and in i think the history of this is real a first all women show what don't know please i am pastor megan and i am pastor tanya yeah yeah so uh we're gonna get right into it man so we've yeah. had amazing amazing shows right so far and 2023 has kicked off to me as like a great year um you know we kicked it off with prayer and fasting so um and then just preparing and praying i think i feel like just practicing that has been uh so helpful right to for the times that are to come because if you're aware of anything right there's like oh recession oh this oh that you know food prices everything's going up which is so true but still you know what i mean like I uh, if we're not standing firm on our word then we'll easily be swayed by everything that's happening but Amen. you know separating that time to really seek him to get to know him more to seek out the direction that he wants in all of our lives and as our church body or as believers mm, it's just a whole new way of kicking off the new year, mm -hmm. you know, so um, shout out to you guys for joining us. If this is your first time listening or watching, we appreciate it. But we're going to kick it off with um, just talking about a little bit of um, our own perspectives. Right. So a lot of times women don't like to share <laughs> their age, but we're going to share our age of this show. Right. We're we, confident. We, yeah, yeah, we, we have no issues. We don't have a problem. Right. Yeah. OK, right. so I will be 31 this year. I am 41 and I am 51. So we found out that we are all like <laughs> 10 years apart, week? just a decade, yeah. right? So uh -huh. I thought that was like so dope and so cool, yeah. right? <laughs> awesome. Because uh, no matter like where we are now, like we've all experienced life differently, mm -hmm. but then we've all came together in this one place. So to me, yeah. that's awesome, right? So we've been kind of like talking about a little bit of like communing together, gathering together as believers. And so, um, you know, this this past week, Pastor Juan was sharing an, an awesome message about how all the believers were together, you know? And so I kind of wanted to get into a little bit of how that, um, that affects our current life but then on this show we often do different segments with our guests and one of the segments is dear younger me mm. so i kind of want to do that with us but in a, like a different <laughs> version right because your dear younger me could hit, affect me who's 30 my you know yeah. mine could hit, affect someone who's 20 you know all of those right. things so we're going to get into that a little bit more but you know we're we're talking about acts 240 through 47 and i just want to share it with you guys really quickly so this is um this is in, oh, I already said it, Acts 2.40. So it says, Then Peter continued preaching for a long time, strongly urging all of his listeners, save yourselves from this crooked generation. Whoa, right? Like, <laughs> how much does that apply right now? Right. Those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day about 3,000 in all. 
right? And so then they talk, he continues talking to the community of believers. says, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all. And Pastor Juan shared this, and he was just like, it was all of them. Like, everybody was in awe. It wasn't like some of them were. It was everyone. Mm -hmm. And the apostles performed many miracles, miraculous signs, and wonders. And all of the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. So imagine that a lot of times we go to churches and there's 3,000 people in there, you know what I mean? But each day they're adding more Every day, and yeah. more and more. And so one of the awesome parts, and I just skipped the chapter, but one of the awesome parts to me was how it was like, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. So it says they shared their meals with great joy. And so it wasn't like a, um, a chore to gather together. It wasn't a, a, you know, like a checklist to meet and worship together. It wasn't like a, oh, I have to go do this. Now I have to go worship with people or no, I have to yeah. go share meals or, right. oh man, like now I have to um, give and help these people because they're in need, right? Mm -hmm. They were filled with joy doing these things. Amen. They were filled with joy as they gathered together. And so being able to, everyone always talks about the church of Acts, but it's like, we have that now. We should be exemplifying mm -hmm. that now. And um, a lot of times we struggle, I feel like as believers with it, applying it into our community life, right? Yeah, like the right. body. So what are y'all's thoughts on this scripture, you know, gathering together, all of those things? Well, one of the things that comes to my mind is when pastor was preaching and he was sharing that we always say that we are the church mm. and how sometimes people have used that as an excuse to not yeah. actually gather yeah, yeah. and go to church. And again, it's because of church hurt. It's because <laughs> of disappointments. Mm -hmm. And he also said something that says, if we come together, the world will look at us and believe. Yeah. And when he said that, that is such mm -hmm. a profound statement because when the world looks, they will believe. It doesn't say, he didn't say when the world looks and we talk back mm -hmm. or we explain or we persuade them with words, mm -hmm. all they need to be able to do is look, what it, look with a glance. Yeah at how we're living our lives together and us not just being together, but in unity in our speech and the things that we're talking about on our reconciliations, mm -hmm. on politics, on everything that we could be doing and just really being unified in that. It doesn't mean we 100% have to agree on everything, but really just loving each other and being unified in right. that and being mm -hmm. an example. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's good. Amen. As you were reading the scripture, a word just really jumped out to me and it was the word devoted, Yeah, you yeah. know? And so in looking at it, you know, when you are devoted to something or you have devotion for mm -hmm. something, yeah. there's a level of commitment that goes along with yeah. it. So even if you do make me upset, even if you do make me angry, mm -hmm. even if we do have a disagreement or if something happens, mm -hmm. I mean, you have to know, and we have to know with 3,000 people, yeah. somebody had an attitude, somebody had a disagreement. <laughs> oh, there was something that was going on yeah, with yeah, those yeah. 3,000 people people but they were still devoted to what they were learning mm -hmm. they were devoted to each other and just how devotion can bring a community together yeah. and can actually keep a community together there was something else and I think it was this this week that a pastor said every time you are in disagreement Jesus will bring you back into yeah. agreement yeah, yeah. so it's like if we continue to 
as we're building community, keep Jesus at the focus yep. versus our own feelings and hangups and trauma and all of that, then even in those disagreements, he will continue to bring us together. Yeah, and I think it, I mean, it's not a coincidence that, like you said, out of 3,000 people, somebody, somebody was offended, <laughs> somebody had an attitude, somebody was upset, you know what I mean? Yeah. And But it didn't make it. <laughs> Right. The scripture that he wasn't like, oh, all the, you know, all the believers got together in prayer and they argued and they <laughs> forgave. Like they he was just like, this is yeah. what was highlighted. Right. The importance Amen. of it to to me is like all of those things weren't even important enough to keep a record of. Like the important was, was that they shared meals, that they broke bread, that they prayed, that they worshiped together. Right. Like they, they were the together. church. They yeah. reflected Yeah, And so him. it's like that doesn't mean that we will be void of disagreements, void oh. of you know, right. confrontations or hurt or upset because when you are a family, how many of y'all know, like family gets into stuff right. all the time, like yeah. all the time, but we don't stop being family. Like you're yeah. still family. So to me, it was kind of like realizing, like you said, that you will still go through things in your community of believers, but our, our job isn't to then, you know, write people off or yeah. then disconnect Amen. from the body. And, and not be a part of the body. Our job is to reconcile. Our job is to forgive one another, to be there for each other in times of need, in times of celebration. Like to yeah. me, that's awesome. I was actually, that's so funny. I was telling someone yesterday where I was like, it's kind of like a birthday. Like you don't go and sing happy birthday and cut a cake by yourself in a room. Like you go and you do it with the people that you love and that you yeah, care man. about because Amen. you get to celebrate with them. Right. So sometimes we think of the church as like, oh, I need to go to church. And then once we're good, we don't need to go no more. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's like, but what about the good things that you can share yeah. with those Amen. that are around you? What about the, the good things that we can celebrate yes. with one another? The achievements, yeah. the growth, the maturity, like all of those things are important. Yeah. And they edify like the body. They build each other up because you're like, man, I remember like that person was tripping and they're doing so well now. Amen. Like if they can do it, like I can do it, you know? And yeah. so sometimes we get stuck into this thing that we don't need the church and we don't need to be a part of the body. And it's just like, that's not what God called us to do. Yeah. Right. Amen. You know, as you were talking, I, um, I was reading this devotional this morning and it talked about um, having that focus on Jesus. And it mm -hmm. said, look at what Jesus did for you yeah. as bigger than anything that anyone else has yeah. done to you or anything that has happened yeah. to you. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's like with them being together, mm -hmm. they heard the teachings, they witnessed the signs and miracles. Right. And that was bigger than any offense, any yeah. disagreement, <laughs> anything else. It's like we are here unified, one mm -hmm. community together, mm -hmm. doing this work of ministry, living together. And how much more valuable is that? Because yeah. when we're operating in community, something may be going on with you, Pastor Stephanie, mm -hmm. but it's still impacting me right. and it can still impact me in a positive way. Mm -hmm. I can be like, yeah. wow, look how you are going through that. Yeah. Wow. So then when something happens, then I have a reference point to refer back mm -hmm. to, to know mm -hmm. the same God she serves can do that same right. change and transformation in my life right. as well. Right. That's so good. Mm -hmm. And having, so, and having disunity in a family and in the church body. So the Lord gave me this analogy this morning when I was driving and mm -hmm. it's when you don't have any brain activity, mm -hmm. the rest of your body is dead. Like mm -hmm. it's alive, yeah. but you are declared dead. Wow. Mm -hmm. Your heart can be beating, your lungs are working, everything is operating as it should. But when your brain function has stopped, 
mm-hmm. then there's no other operation to the actual body. So you're literally just yeah. laying there. Wow. And so when that happens in the body of Christ, we may think I am insignificant, I am not important, but that is not true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you were created with a purpose on purpose. Mm-hmm. You were created to Um, edify to build up to advance the kingdom of God for a reason and when everybody thinks that they're too insignificant and step back you are no we're no different yeah Mm. than that brain function and we're putting a stop um, to what it is that God is trying to do and the doctors have this saying that they say that once you expose the brain you're never the same Mm. but people Mm. have a saying you expose your heart and you'll be hurt. Yeah. And so the only way, because when you have brain surgery and the brain's exposed, you are never the same mm-hmm. because it changes things. Yeah, yeah. So you have to go through rehabilitation. You have to learn how to walk again. You yeah. have to learn how to talk again. Right. You have to have direction in these areas. And to think that you can do that alone and to think that you can't, you're literally going to be a vegetable for the rest of your life. <laughs> Hurt is going to come. Offense is going to happen. Pain is going to come. Celebrations are going to happen. Amazing things are going to happen. But we can't walk in expecting and, and stick our nose up being offended when people hurt us. Mm-hmm. It's how we handle it and how we walk that out together yeah. with reconciliation. Yeah. yeah. One thing that um, Pastor was talking about, how like a lot of times we think that becoming or accepting jesus is like the end goal right Right. that once we accept and once we receive salvation then okay cool i'm getting into heaven then there's nothing left to do (laughs) and it's like it kind of to me it's kind of like again i uh, we go back and forth on this about like how we don't apply this to any other area of our lives like we don't we don't apply it to like corporate world they're like to education like imagine if we went and got a doctorate and then we just don't do anything yeah it's just like why would you achieve such a great thing and then not put it into practice everyone would look at you like you crazy like what you mean you got a phd (laughs) like oh yeah but you know I'm working at Costco. Like what? Yeah. Like why? <laughs> and so then it's like, yes, it's a it's a huge uh, thing for you to accept Jesus Christ in your heart. But yeah. then there's work to be done, lives that need to be healed, like all of this restoration that can be happening mm-hmm. and Amen. building of the kingdom. Yeah. Once you walk out your salvation and Amen. once you walk Amen. in unity with those around you, and so mm-hmm. one of the things that they shared was that the, because the people were showing fruit and they were power, they were full of power because they were foundational in four of these foundations of the early church. Mm -hmm. So they believed together, they walked together, they learned together, and they prayed together. Mm -hmm. So why do you feel like believing together is important in this whole discussion that we're talking about? Right, I almost feel like just as you were talking too, I I think about it on a couple of different levels when you were talking about the salvation and we're like, oh, we're getting into heaven, that's fine. (laughs) You know, it's like, yes, we can experience Jesus as savior, Mm -hmm. but he wants us to experience him also as Lord. And when you think about that believing Mm -hmm. together, to me that takes it that next Mm -hmm. level to Mm -hmm. be like, yes, Jesus saved you, but he's actually Lord of your life. And he actually directs, he leads, he guides, he he is everything that you Mm -hmm. need Mm -hmm. exactly when you need it. So to me, 
them coming together and believing together is only going to, you know, iron sharpening iron, yeah. take them to that place of lordship so that they just don't stay in looking at him as That's savior. Good. And I know you shared something the other day about iron sharp, sharpens iron, oh right? Gosh. What was it? What was it? I don't know. I don't know about this. One. <laughs> um, yeah, I had, I had read something and, and heard an analogy that um, somebody was giving about iron sharpening iron. So when you're sharpening your soul, it's becoming uh, sharper and it's mm -hmm. it's easier to penetrate but there's so many people around us that don't have a sword or they yeah. have it it's and it's within sharpened. reach mm. but they're bound Amen. up in a sack yeah. mm. and they're literally immovable they're mm -hmm. paralyzed mm. but all they have to do is reach and grab their sword but they don't have the confidence or the knowledge or understanding who they are in Christ mm -hmm. to be able to do that so us as fellow believers in the body we grab our sword and we start helping them cut away mm -hmm. at their net yeah. so that they can be Amen. free. But it's only Christ through us that is able to be able to help make that happen. Yeah. You, and Lord. I think of even how like um, salvation is obvious to me. It's like the first step. Right. Mm, right. And then like you were sharing lordship and being free from mm -hmm. certain things like Amen. but the believing together to me is kind of like. Um, I feel like it's in a lot of phases, right? Because you can accept and you can believe that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, right? Mm -hmm. But then there's so many other instances in your walk that you have to believe again. Like you might have to believe mm -hmm. that he will provide for you whenever they lay you off or whenever there's a, you know, mm -hmm. what is it? I forgot what the everything's going up. I forgot Recession. the name of it. No, no, no. The inflation. inflation. Thank you. I was like, everything's going up. What's the name? I'm What's like, what name? is it? What is, is it? We're moving up. Guys, inflation. <laughs> yeah. But you have to believe that he'll provide. You have to believe that um, your other family members will get saved. You have to believe like you we have to even though we believe that he's Jesus and yeah. that he saved us and that God is like omniscient, omni omnipresent, all of these things. There's like a work that we have to do whenever we believe together. Mm -hmm. Like, um, you know, Pastor gives us that example where it's like, you know, uh, Jonathan was like, you know, oh, you know, I can't get a new car. Get, can't get a new car. Then he got a new car. So it's like at one point you didn't believe that you could make a car payment and shoot. Even for myself where I was like, no, nah, I can't afford a car. You didn't believe it. But then it was like once you start believing, you're like, oh, OK, I'm going to pay it off. So then you start believing that you can't. What you didn't believe that was possible, God helped you believe even greater. And yeah. so it's kind of like us growing and maturing. Right in our belief but we can only do that together because when we're like oh you know i don't say there's someone that's like man i could never be you know uh, a pastor or a speaker and then they see pastor tanny mm -hmm. up there preaching yeah. it's like wow because she's acting out her faith i can believe that i too can become like you know whatever that is and so it's like oh i, I can't believe to step out and start my own ministry and then you see pastor megan who's got heels to halos and it's like because of that i right. can too believe you right. know what i mean so and i, I just, feel like those believing together is right. important and i just i love as you're going through the examples mm -hmm. you're believing together there's an action attached right, right. to the belief mm -hmm. so i think a lot of times we're like oh it's just a group of people walking around saying <laughs> i believe almost like that song i believe yeah. we believe mm -hmm. and there's no action behind it yeah. but they're what they believed in took them and drove them yeah. to some action yeah and so it was almost like what is going to be our response mm -hmm. as a community to what we say we believe mm -hmm. and then I can see your faith being acted out right. I can yeah. see your faith being acted out right. and then it leads me and draws me to want to take some mm -hmm. action so that my faith is acted out that's as so well good. that's so good and life experiences will also test that and really 
put you put it to the fire and be like do you really believe what you say you believe yeah Mm -hmm. because there's situations that happen in our life whether it's uh medical physically mentally with relationships where we say one thing Mm -hmm. because we've Mm -hmm. been taught this is what you say i believe it i receive it i believe it i receive it (laughs) but the moment that tragic tragedy hits and Mm -hmm. you get the phone call that your loved one just died in a car wreck and now you're planning a funeral yeah or that a cancer diagnosis has happened Mm -hmm. or that you find out that your child um says that they're they're leading a gay lifestyle Mm. now all of a sudden the enemy is going to come and try to get you to believe his lie that's good Mm -hmm. to believe everything that you've done Mm -hmm. and everything that you say you believe is a lie just like he told and led eve to believe Right. in the book of Genesis. And that's to the next part of the foundational so, truth of walking together, right? Because mm, we can amen. believe, but then we got to walk it. So we're going to yes, take a quick commercial yeah. break. You guys stick around. We're going to talk about walking together as believers. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, you guys. Uh, man, we are just walking it out together, right? Amen. So we're talking about believing together. And then for the foundational truth for the early church was believing together, walk together, learn together, and pray together. So you were talking, Pastor Megan, about how a lot of us right a lot of people walk around saying i believe i receive i believe i receive but then there's no action in it you know what i'm saying and so mm-hmm. then part of that was walking together so how do we walk together as a, a group of believers as the body as the church um because sometimes we we like again i'm just repeating the same thing but sometimes we feel like uh well believing is the arrival but then there is an action item that follows that into where we have to walk with one another just as we walk with christ and to me that's so important because man there's so many times in my life that if i didn't have someone walking with me i would have not like i really would not have made it i know for a fact Mm -hmm. i would not have made it i would have either gone to depression or completely like walked away from my faith or any of those things and so it's like we think that we have to walk this life alone but we're not designed that way god put you know he even gave adam eve because he was like man should not be alone so then we think that as believers we should do all this alone because whether it's um shame whether it's any of the things that the Mm -hmm. enemy comes in and tries to tell like oh well don't tell them about that because then they're gonna judge you or because of this or that or everyone's gonna know your business or you want to have this perfect image as if you never stumble as if you Mm. never fall Mm -hmm. as if you Mm -hmm. don't ever struggle with anything but then we have a group of believers beside Mm -hmm. us who need that need to be able to like see someone going through it to encourage them or even ourselves like we need to have someone walking together with us so what are y'all's um takes on that on walking together because to me that's a really important point Mm -hmm. well first i would say that the bible tells us that we've been given the holy spirit as our helper Mm -hmm. so i would kind of start there that he he forewarns us and he speaks to us and he guides and directs us Mm -hmm. but when it comes to the community of believers um Sometimes I think we have to do a better job, and someone was talking about it yesterday, that yes, we stand on scripture, and yes, God's word is truth, it's alive, and it is active, Mm -hmm. but there's times as believers where we just need a sister or a brother to just be real with and be like, you know what, I'm really going through this right now, Mm -hmm. and it really stinks, and I don't need you to throw 50 scriptures at me and give me this religious talk like I get that but I just need you to kind of come down and be empathetic with me because there's a difference between being empathetic and sympathetic right and when you're empathetic you're able to relate and identify and say you know what I know that's really hard Mm -hmm. what you're going through right now and I think that when we do that but then speak truth 
because you can't ignore the fact of when there's a lie that's present yeah. or something that's wrong mm-hmm. but season it with grace and doing it in the right way at the right time is super important yeah, yeah. amen amen i almost feel too it goes to back to identity as well mm-hmm. i think that we have aligned ourselves with a lot of labels that the world gives Mm -hmm. and then it bleeds over into our walk with christ Mm -hmm. it bleeds over into community it bleeds over into our faith you know i think about like a lot of times people are like well i'm just an introvert (laughs) i like to stay at home by myself i don't like to go out i don't Mm -hmm. like to do these things and so then that's what they find their identity Mm -hmm. in is this label of i'm this introvert versus no i'm a child of god i'm in this community it's almost like just like the word says in romans that we have to renew our mind so that we're able to be transformed Mm -hmm. because if i set my mind on who I think I am and I don't go to the word and ask God who did you create me to be then I'm going to be impacted and I'm not going to be walking Mm -hmm. in community like he wants me to yep yep and then the next one the I I just really like all of these so the next one is learn together right Mm -hmm. so uh most believe or people were showing fruit that to me is important right Mm -hmm. so learning together sometimes we think that we go to church which is accurate right there's a pastor there's a preacher where there he's teaching us something the Lord is speaking to us mm-hmm. through the pastor, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes we think that's the only place we'll learn. <laughs> and that's the only person who can teach us. We checked it off. We've been on Sunday. Right. That or, was good. or even we hear it and then it, it's like, oh, it just tickled our ear. We don't have to go and apply and, mm-hmm. and actually learn this. It's like mm-hmm. as if, well, you know, you were a teacher, right? Right. It's like, guess what? There's going to be a quiz. They're going to test your knowledge on it. There's going to be a test. You're going to have a final. Like, there's going to be work that you have to do to make sure that you know it that you know the Mm -hmm. subject matter that you know the topic and so in us are and like our walk as believers there's things that we have to learn Mm -hmm. we all are in different stages of life that you didn't you learned something at 51 that i'm maybe learned at 31 you learned something at 41 Mm -hmm. that she learned at you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so it's just like those things that we feel um maybe sometimes we feel that we cannot learn or we cannot receive or Mm -hmm. we're in a place to where we know it all i feel like it's a very like dangerous place to be but learning together is like tremendous to me i learn from everyone every day like you know what i'm saying (laughs) but you can't do that by yourself like imagine you're your own teacher right but you also learn from life experience and i keep going back to that because you can go to school for x y and z Mm -hmm. but it's not really until you start walking it out and practicing it on a daily basis that you start learning practical applications Mm -hmm. to be able to do whatever that is yeah and the same is true with our walk yeah because we can go and hear pastor juan on a sunday but it's in our hangouts it's gathering together in community it's having those discussions and Mm -hmm. those dialogues with one another and then those life experiences and it's like pastors always said, if you go to the gym, you can know and have knowledge <laughs> yeah, that you yeah. need to pick up a barbell mm-hmm. and do curls. But if you just stand there and stare at it, mm. it's not going to mm-hmm. do anything. You mean stand right. there. But you, you mean can, sit there in the pew and not do it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we don't do oh, that. I know how to do that. And I know how to get a six pack and I know how to get some muscle. Okay. But what are you doing about it? You can know all day long. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, as you were Come talking, on, teacher. The, the, Come on, teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the scripture can't, comes yeah. to me: study to show yourself approved. Mm. And I think a lot of times we look at that as a personal thing, but when we look at that as a foundational church thing, it's all of us learning mm-hmm. together so that we can show ourselves approved. Yeah. And I think it's um, 
what came to mind was um, I was, uh, and this is a YouTube, you know, you can learn from anywhere. YouTube but, University. Yeah, YouTube <laughs> University. <laughs> so and there was the, um, <laughs> right, I was, uh, I was doing uh, my little 20 minute workout with my little elderly uh, menopausal lady. <laughs> Yes, I was. Yeah. And so, um, no hate in the game. <laughs> and so it was funny because she says, um, she was like, you know, everybody says you need to get these 10,000 steps of walking mm-hmm. in per day. Yeah, yeah. And so she was like, do you know that that 10,000 steps was made up by this company that sells pedometers? They got us all, it's right? <laughs> and so she was just like, you know, if you do 1,000 steps or 2,000 steps, all of it will be a benefit to right. you. And so I guess I'm just bringing that up to say so oftentimes we are listening to things that other people are saying Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that may not actually be in a community that is following God, that is following Jesus, that is following the Holy Spirit. And then we're uh, regurgitating and saying these things that aren't even truth, aren't even things from God's perspective. And so we think we're uh, learning something, but we're actually not. And so so it's like when you're in a community of believers, Mm -hmm. then you actually give yourself that opportunity for Pastor Stephanie, for Pastor Megan to be like, I don't think that's what the word says. Mm -hmm. Let's go look at that together so that, you know, there can be that conviction and that correction. Yeah. I like one of the notes that Pastor, um, I wrote down here from the message was, uh, not only from the apostles teacher, not only did they read, but they followed the way of the word and Amen. said, you cannot grow beyond what you know. Yes. Right. And so, um, another th- point that he was making was how, like, sometimes as believers, we think that, um, like our walk with, or our relationship with Christ is like a la carte, mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'm going to decide to, you know, mm. attend church or I'm going to decide, no, I don't really want to like tithe, but I'll give every now and then. Right. Or, I don't really want to, you know, and it's like, that's not what he's called us to do it's a list of things that is for our betterment like we, when we learn Thank together you, it always edifies yeah. one another yes. you know what i'm saying like you Amen. were sharing whether it is for our personal edification or for the edification of the body you, so Lord. to me that's like man i i would hate to be in a place to where you are unteachable you know what right. i'm saying and so it's like no matter the circumstance no matter your life experiences no matter your education or theological degrees or any of that we're still learning every day and even more whenever we're surrounded by a body of believers and so to me that was like really powerful because we don't get to choose like you can but you're not going to be whole as a believer you're going to be walking in disobedience to what he's called us to do your fruit will reflect that yeah Yeah. exactly and so then the next one and this one's fun right because we just did seven days of prayer fasting (laughs) (laughs) we did seven days of prayer fasting we kicked off the year and so the what the last of the four foundational truths of an early church was pray together right and oh man we love like we i feel like we love that and we don't love it right because we're like oh pray for me pastor tanya you know pastor megan lay hands on me we want people to pray for us um but it's not it's more than just receiving it's also praying for one another so to me like the praying together is so powerful like we know that prayer works, yeah, but it's, you, it's so unfortunate yeah. that sometimes we see and everyone hears the phrase, right? Like you'll know the church, um, the temperature of the church by its prayer. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we do, we've, we've done all of it. We've done 21 days, 30 days, five days, 15 days, you know, everything, right. 40 days. And so 40 days, right. 
right? <laughs> and so we'll show up to every single worship night. We'll show up to every single, um, you know, celebration, hangout, festival, or whatever. But then as soon as we call for a prayer time, it's like, mm, I'm too busy. Or, mm, no, I can't make that. Or I'll just pray at home. Well, I already prayed today. And it's just like, mm. there's a benefit and there's really a calling that God asks us to do is to have corporate prayer and pray together and to me like that's super powerful what do you guys think i mean i definitely know it's super powerful and (laughs) i believe that a reason why people don't want to do it is because it is a serious moment of intimacy wow Mm. you are bowing before the lord Mm -hmm. you're opening up your heart especially when you're in a community and you're doing that and you're opening up people have a hard time opening up being raw and being vulnerable with where they're at and so they run from it yeah but when you do that and you sit at the feet and you open up and you come together corporately the bible says when two or three gather in my name there i am Mm -hmm. and so he is there and it doesn't matter what you feel Mm -hmm. because just because you don't feel it and you don't feel goosebumps and you don't feel that power doesn't mean that it's not there that he's not working behind Mm -hmm. the scenes because he's working on our behalf fighting battles for us in realms that we cannot see Mm -hmm. and we may not see a manifestation of it for 10 years down the road that he was protecting us or he answered our prayer but it was not in the way that we expected it to and that's where we have to come together and encourage each other and be there for one another in that. Yeah, wow. I that's think, so good. I think even in that, I think a lot of times we don't realize what we really, what prayer really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We look at prayer as, okay, <laughs> let me write down my divine to-do list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I'm going to go to God and I'm going to say, here you go. Here's the list. Yeah, yeah. Um, any order you want to fulfill these mm-hmm. requests in, you yeah. can do it. <laughs> And prayer isn't about us taking our divine to-do list to God. Prayer is about us getting into God's presence and saying, what are you saying to me? Mm. What is it that you even want me to pray for? Because a lot of times we don't even know what we need. Mm -hmm. But the more we get into God's presence, the more we get more of him and his direction. That's good. Man, that's fire. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and I'm going to run us all through a a different version, right? (laughs) trying to trying to get the cue but not even look at uh, brother joe right there oh lord jesus help me god all right <laughs> all right so we're gonna kick it off we're gonna end the show with um a different version of dear Younger me because i think it's really awesome i we haven't shared this part yet or no we did no, no, in the no. beginning you did, yeah, you yeah. did you did all right so uh-huh, we're uh-huh. all literally 10 uh years apart from one another literally. right yeah and i think that's so wild and so cool mm-hmm. right okay so and then so we divine. also yeah so divine. and then we also have different upbringings right mm-hmm. totally different upbringings not any of us have share the similar like upbringing at all and so as we dive into dear younger me speaking of you know believing together gathering together all of these things now as a believer so in the wisdom and in the maturity that you have now what would you say to a younger you whether that's to the 41 to the 31 to the 21 um because you know i'm i'm older than a lot of people you know what i mean (laughs) to the 16 (laughs) like what would you say knowing now what you know and how we should be walking as believers and being in this community what would you tell yourself and what age would you go to so what comes to mind and i can kick it off or y'all can go it doesn't matter um i think for me I don't even know if it's necessarily a particular age mm-hmm. I would go to. I, I would go 1, 11, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 21, yeah. 31, 41. I'd probably go to every 10-year yeah. interval. Mm-hmm. And just to tell all of those younger me's, you are enough. You are valuable. Mm-hmm. 
you are God's chosen. Your identity is in him. Mm-hmm. Um, don't compare yourself to anybody else and don't be threatened by anybody else. That's good. Yeah, one of the things that continues just to, to ring forth in my mind is when um, Pastor was using the example, and he did it so, you know, he was like, okay, this is the hand, and the hand <laughs> yeah, is probably yeah, like yeah. something to the elbow or to the wrist <laughs> or to the ear or to the yeah, eye. Yeah. But just to say, you know, be okay with who you are mm-hmm. and study that. Yeah. You can maybe get inspiration from the outside, but don't let – don't look at the outside and aspire to be that. Mm. Look to God and aspire to be who he mm. created you to be yeah. and all of your beauty and all of your uniqueness. And then stay connected yeah. with the body because the body needs that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's so important to me even now because mm-hmm. back then you we probably didn't have as much comparison. I feel exactly. like now the world is like filled. You we got, had no social media. Yeah. And so we're you were probably struggling. comparing you, yourself Jesus. or looking to the person Ooh, that, you know, is sitting beside you or <laughs> right. that maybe you read in a magazine. But now it's like you're flooded, flooded. with comparisons of like, right. oh, you could be this and that. And then here's five steps to be this. And it's just like that's even like more prevalent so thank you for sharing that Pastor mm-hmm. Megan, anything that comes to mind any age specifically maybe in, in well I, I do <laughs> from a lot of um inner healing and things that i've gone through this, as soon as you said that one moment and and time comes to me um on the first two incidences that my i was violated mm-hmm. um, one by a family member next one by a teacher in a building during school hours wow, wow. and so from those moments in me speaking up mm-hmm I was silenced Wow! and was told I was lying yeah. and I was told why would they do that because mm. these were two people that from the outside wow. had it all together. Wow. wow. So from the elementary school age, literally guys, I'm telling you until nine years ago when I met Pastor Juan and Pastor Ruthie, I was nothing but stubborn. I did things acting out to try mm. to get attention, to yeah. try to have my voice be heard. Mm-hmm. And, and subconsciously not knowing that that's why I was doing it. And I've yeah. literally spent 30 years of my life mm. in that cycle all because my voice wasn't heard. Wow. Yeah. And so I reached an age where I was like, I can no longer blame yeah. my family. I can no Ooh. longer blame the people around me. I can no longer place blame. It is my responsibility to move on and heal from those areas of my life because I have missed out on so much wisdom and so much growth just in the past 10 years (laughs) from not listening. Wow. And and you hear pastors joke about it, but it's true. Yeah. And from me doing what I want to do and not what they're suggesting. So Mm -hmm. my number one advice would be is listen. Mm. Listen and surround yourself. You do have to consider your source and you do have to be careful because yeah. the same way that we need to connect, there's a lot of relationships we need to disconnect from Amen. <laughs> because the words that we think that we're getting are not from yeah. God. Yeah. They're really contrary. And so I would just say your voice matters. You matter. There's nothing that you have been through that you are not good enough because your your plan for your life doesn't have an expiration date but yeah. listen humble yourself and i would surround myself with people that were more knowledgeable than me to humble myself to say please teach me this because i don't know yeah mm. and if yeah. i would have done that i mean who knows but i'm where i'm supposed to right, be right now. right right amen but that's what i would tell myself that's really good and i mean i'm i'm super blessed and just honored to be able to be surrounded mm-hmm. with <laughs> i don't mean in a wrong way but just you know all these people who are much mm-hmm. older than me because 
I think sometimes whenever you surround yourself with people your age and your same life experiences, then mm -hmm. you don't get to have that other perspective, those other viewpoints, that that lesson of like, you don't have to go through this because yeah. I already did. Yeah. And so for most of my life, like I was always more mature than the group of people that I was with. But then in the past, like you said, like eight or nine years, I've just been always surrounded by people who were older than me and starting things at like 40, at 50, yeah. you know, and I'm like 20 something and I'm just like, man, like even if it takes me and, and I think it's so contrary to what the world tells us, like as young 20 year old, 20 year olds, that they're like, man, you got to have this by 25. And for me, it was like the opposite because I was watching all these people who were Amen. older than me mm -hmm. who were catching it and starting fresh and starting new at 30 at 40 at 50 to where I was like man what am I gonna feel down for if I'm 20 like if it takes me 10 well, years I'll yeah. be 30 if it takes me 20 mm. years I'll be you know what I mean right. and so for me um just going back to like a younger so I just wanted to say that because you know I, I'm really really blessed by just being surrounded by you guys but if I were to go to like a younger version of myself I would go to like maybe even 11 or 21 or 17, you know, because a lot of, I believe, the struggles that I faced were because of what we were talking about, mm. the lack of walking with the community, mm. right? Or picking how I mentioned earlier, the a la carte, like, okay, mm. I'll go to church. I was always like, you'll never have me miss a Sunday. Like <laughs> I was just always faithful. That's how I was brought up. And so I didn't struggle with the having to pray. I didn't struggle with the having to read my word. I didn't struggle with the going to church. I didn't struggle with those things. But what I did struggle with was walking together with people, mm. with being vulnerable to asking, hey, I don't know how to deal with this situation. Yeah. Can you pray for me? It was very much like a closed off private type of walk. And I don't believe that that's how God designed us to be. Like mm -hmm. it's in those moments where you're like the ugliest, the most yeah. beat up, <laughs> the most jacked up that like we can help one another because yeah. even even just i don't know just even in those moments like god gets so much glory and then you form those friendships you form those um relationships later that can be like man can you believe it like we were crazy or man you were really tripping back then and mm -hmm. we made it through look how good you're doing now and so for me a lot of the struggles that i face i feel like were private and mm -hmm. personal and i internalize them and obviously all sorts of different you know cause and effects happen <laughs> later right you know right. in relationships yeah. and like i was just relationship after relationship after relationship and even just in my walk to where it took me a really long time to just be fully transparent with you know my pastor or with the people that god placed around me or even being intentional about placing people around me That's because good. you know one thing and it just sucks but the churches that we grew up in not that they were all like this but it was just a very common to have like the gossipy and the clicks and all that and so and that happens everywhere and it's you know just what I'm saying? as you as yeah, you just keep it talking everywhere. right as you just keep talking i almost feel like you know it's that element of shame right. that may keep people out of really walking in community mm -hmm. with other people mm -hmm. is that element of somebody's gonna judge me yeah, yeah. in us assuming that everybody else is perfect yeah. and not realizing no everybody else's may have gone through something similar mm -hmm. it may be different but we're all going yeah. through and growing through and 
don't feel shame. Yeah. Don't feel embarrassment. It's kind of like a shock value when you hear stories like, oh, Pastor Megan or all these different, like what you would think are crazy stories. Pastor Juan, like all the ex drug dealer, ex this, ex that. And it's kind of like a shock value. But to me, in my walk, growing up in church, growing up as a believer, like you mentioned, I didn't really see that transparency of, Mm -hmm. oh, I messed up or, oh, this is, you know, I got angry or man, I treated my wife this way or whatever. And so then it was difficult difficult for you to be like man how how am I supposed to do this you know what I mean that's so that's that's what speaks to me and your your life growing up personally speaks to me because on the flip side I have a hard time looking at someone's life that has had all of these things accessible (laughs) to them like my husband who was able to sit in rooms of friends because he was the good guy never has done a drug in his life and never touched it Mm -hmm. never done certain things to me that is a huge testimony yeah Mm -hmm. because i wasn't strong enough to do that Mm -hmm. i fell to those things quicker than we could blink an eye yeah but for somebody who maybe wasn't dealt the right hand or they're in an environment and they still were choosing to stay Mm -hmm. away Mm -hmm. that is that is something to be glorified and don't you ever discredit that testimony because you haven't done drugs or because you haven't done this or been locked up because i'm telling you that that in itself is a testimony no, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a perfect angel. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I that's what I mean, is yeah. that even in, you don't have to, it's just in the simple things of like, man, things. I really lost it. And I was super impatient yeah. with my, my sister or my brother. Right. And all of those things are very real. Like we go through that. We don't have to have gone as far left yeah. to be imprisoned right. or in drugs or addiction, even though those things are great. And we, we celebrate whenever yeah, those people come out of those lifestyles, you know what I'm saying? But just even in the small things to where it's just like well you know i may not be struggling with drugs but you know you're struggling with lust or you're struggling right. with porn or, or you're, you're struggling, struggling with, with anger and right. lying all these other things and all right. these other things to where it's like if whenever we do share when we are in that community when we mm-hmm. gather together when we pray for one another when we learn together when we walk together when we believe together Amen. like those things Good. are really those um small but really significant moments of breakthrough because like I was saying just for my younger self I would be like man find the people that got like ask God to lead you to the people where you can be vulnerable with where you can be transparent Mm -hmm. with where you will sit there and take the correction or take the uh maybe momentary feeling of embarrassment or Mm -hmm. shame or just even ignorance of like hey i don't know what this is because that was me like i i didn't i was like no sex before marriage and i was like that's how we grew up in the purity movement but the second that i failed i didn't know what to do with that and then i didn't go ask for nobody so in my mind i was just like well it's already gone i don't know you know what i mean like (laughs) i can't get it back but that wasn't true you know what i mean and so really being surrounded by those people people i i'm like super super like grateful that i can learn these things and be in this faith that i'm in and the maturity level that i'm at even though there's tons for me to grow in but at the age of 30 and so that's why i really seek out the younger people who are like you know whether it's teenagers or younger 20s or whatever where it's like man you don't have to do these things there is a better way there is you know people who care about you there are a group of people who love you there's a group (laughs) of people who aren't gonna judge you right who want to like walk with you Mm -hmm. and forgive you and help you walk in healing and all these really awesome things you know that i feel like we miss out on by opting out and trying to live a christian lifestyle a la carte right just deciding that this is what you know this is what i'm going to believe and this is not what i'm going to believe and this is what i'm going to practice and not what i'm going to practice i loved when you said to pray and ask god 
to show you that group right, of people. Right. I think that's where we get tri- tripped up too, because we're trying to find that group of people, and then we're like, "This is the same messed up group <laughs> that I was in before." Yeah, yeah. Versus, to your point, asking God, "You show me this mm-hmm. group. You bring these people to me, mm-hmm. and then a." you help me to be vulnerable. Yeah, I, th- I think of us like a tree of being transplanted into good soil. Like the only way mm-hmm. we're going to bear fruit that is good <laughs> for the people around us is mm-hmm. to then be rooted in his Amen. word and, and be rooted in his body. You know yeah. what I mean? A good yeah. a good body. Like it don't have to be good rap. Like just yeah. ask Amen. God where he's right. leading Kingdom. you. You exactly. know what I'm saying? But ultimately if they're reading their word, they're yeah. teaching biblical sound uh, information then and the body of believers is one, mm-hmm. then that's where God wants you to be, you Amen. know? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate you guys. Just one, uh, you know, give us like a five second encouragement to those listening. Um, I would just say no matter where you're at, whatever it is that you're feeling um, from listening to this, just allow the Lord to continue to speak to you um, and just step out of your comfort zone. Go to somebody maybe that you've never gone to before. Take a step of faith and just say, hey, can you walk this with me and just open up about whatever it is? Amen. Amen. Thank you guys. Amen. Thank y'all for joining me. Mm-hmm. Give it up for Pastor Tanya and Woo. Pastor Megan. Thank you everyone for tuning into This Is Real.